Hello everyone, this is Mustar FN. 89.6, you are listening to a new program of Experian the Wall. I am Carmen, and also in the studio is Hudaifa. How are you? Hi, Carmen. I'm fine. What about you? I am also fine. Thank you. Today, we are going to talk about exotic transport. I mean, transportation that makes certain place unique. We must say that we both love high cars and surely we could also make a very interesting program about it but today we are going to talk about typical and curious transport from different parts of the world we are also going to talk about traffic law because in some places there are also laws that are quite curious so let's start I am sure that in your day-to-day -day, when we talk about transport we usually talk about buses trains Subways, planes, cars, bicycles, and motorcycles. Um, for some time now, we have also talking a lot about electric scooter, for example. However, around the world, there are many other types of transport that many people use. Um, perhaps we don't know or we don't talk much about them, but they are very interesting. For example, in North America, beer taxis are very typical. The beer bike is a four-wheel cycle with a capacity for 19 people and that move with the same technique as a bicycle. This transport is very chose to do a sport, be illogical and even you can eat or drink while you go around the city. And also is typical in different countries of Europe, not only in the North America. It's uh, usually to see the Virtasi in different countries of Europe. On the other hand, I would like to talk to you about the Cuban camel and the Totora Boat, exotic transport from South America. The Cuban camel is a kind of train bus with a capacity for uh, 300 people at the same time. They were called camels because they were chafed with two elevations of the roof that looked like the humps of a camel. According to what I have read, this transport no longer exists, but it was very relevant at the time. I also want to talk about the Totora boats. These boats, as their name suggests, because are made completely from the Totora plant, also known as a reed. Currently, these boats are in Peru, Bolivia and Ethiopia. These boats can reach a length of 30 meters. On Lake Titicaca, there are the official means of transportation. And this, this uh, transport is very, very um, curious because a boat made of Torota reeds crossed the Atlantic Ocean between Africa and America 50 years ago in a journey that lasted two months. Wow, this is like very interesting. The Atlantic, not just, I don't know, like the, <laughs> the White Sea or something. Exactly, so, so uh, surprising. Um, Hudaifa, do you want to talk about exotic transport that you find? Yeah, sure. While I was looking, I found some really interesting uh, types of uh, exotic transport. For example, there is Nore, which is a Cambodian bamboo boat. And Nore is nicknamed Bamboo Train because it is mainly made of bamboo. 
uh, ship Nori took Cambodian passengers on the tracks, but they were not like any other passenger ship in the world, especially when Nori uh, was merely upgraded on the foundation of the train wheel. They look no different from hand-operated cars in Western movies. In fact, the original Nori, uh, running near the city of uh, Batambang, ran by hands. However, as they became uh, more and more popular, the managers had to add motorbikes or tractor engines and drive builds, which connected the axles to make it easier to control and run Nori. And as I said, like Nore is nicknamed Bamboo Train because it is mainly made of bamboo. In the past, Nori was a mean of transport for indigenous people because ordinary railway services were unreliable and trains were often attacked by armed rebels. Nearly full tourists were attacked by the railroad near Batambang for the novelty. After the accessible roads were closed, several new routes uh, emerged near tourist attractions. There is also the Monte Madeira sled. Monte residents have used a strange means of transportation that is non-motorized sleds. Madeira, as we know, is a Portuguese archipelago located on the West Africa coast. Besides being the birthplace of the famous football player Cristiano Ronaldo, it is also known for its four famous islands with a steep terrain. Madeira's capital, Funchal, is located right on the beach, but the historic Mont town is... 3,300 feet tall, which is about like 100 kilometers above uh, sea level. Madeira has an aerial tram and uh, cable car, but for more than a century, Monte residents and now tourists also have used the strange transport uh, downhill to the capital. These are non-motorized sleds. Each slide has two drivers. The driver uses his weight and special uh, rubber boots for driving and braking. Today, locals use the bus route between uh, Fonchal and Mont, even with more modern and safer options. Sleds are still popular on the slopes here, and passengers today are mostly tourists. And this is very interesting and very fun actually because when you see the pictures it just reminds me of uh, my child i don't know like yeah you try to go up a hill and uh, drive something like a bicycle or maybe a cart that has wheels and try to go down as fast as you can and that's really nice and there is like another uh transport in hong kong this time and it is called hong kong's outdoor escalator so the number of people using this escalator is up to 80,000 people every day and hong kong has demonstrated that escalators are not just for shopping centers an outdoor escalator system extends along the steepest hills uh, of hong kong island the system runs over like 150 meters high and the system is nearly 800 meters long it is the longest outdoor escalator system in the world so you may be wondering is this escalator eligible as a form of public transport and the local uh, people use this 
escalators to travel between residential areas and business areas or into the central area. So the system includes like 18 escalators and three walkways uh, running down to 8 a.m. and then going up at the rest of the day. CEN called it uh, one of the seven most exciting journeys in the world a few years ago. And there are even bars and shops at the stop between escalators. The number of people using this escalator, as we said, is up to... 80,000 people every day which is a big number and this is like something that people love to see if they go to Hong Kong as a probably something that is exotic and not really usual in other parts of the world. Now we go to Europe. I am from Europe, but I would like to mention the water bus because it is a vehicle that I saw for the first time a few weeks ago when I went to Budapest and that surprised me a lot because it's turned out to be a bus that's turned into a boat. Imagine, touring the street of Budapest in a truck and when you least expect suddenly, you are already navigating the water of the Danube River. This is possible thanks to the water bus. For the inhabitants, it is a normal means of transportation, but for the tourists, it can be a real adventure. And well, what about Germany? Because there, they are not satisfied with uh, having a normal tram. In Germany, they have upside-down trams. In the city of Wuppertal, you can find the this peculiar transport that allows you to see the landscape without being interrupted by the tract. The feeling of suspicion may not able to everyone, but without a doubt, it is an experience closer to an amusement park than a tourist ride um, that is always interesting. Yeah, this looks pretty interesting. And also the bus boat that you have mentioned. Yeah, that really looks interesting. Like... Uh a bus turns into a boat and you can go to the river with it. Yeah, I would love to try it. <laughs> well, also, we can't forget the gondolas of Venezia. The city is also very surprising because all the types of transport, there are maritime transport. Because when you open the door of your house, for example, you have water everywhere. You cannot move if it is not with a gondola or a water taxi or something like that. So in general, this city is so exotic. And for example, another exotic transport is the burro taxi, a transport used in Mija, a place of uh, Malaga, of the city of Malaga in Spain. Although it is seen all for a uh, European country, this transport system has been used for more than half a century in the so-called Costa del Sol. And according to history, it is origin date back to the 1960s when the tourists visiting the area asked local workers reading a donkey back home to stop for photo or a ready on the animal. At the same time, someone understand that it was a good way to in increase their uh, salary. It's a good way to earn money. So they began to provide the donkey taxi service becoming a tourist attraction. That sounds nice, like a donkey taxi. <laughs> You have to try yeah, when you visit uh, Spain. Yeah, in my country, I try to ride like a uh, bigger size animal than the donkey. I don't know what, what they are calling it. Not the horse because the horse is taller and stuff. It's in between. I don't know <laughs> what they call it, but I tried to ride that when I was like a child and also when I was like an adult. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be honest, especially <laughs> in the countryside. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. 
Okay, and what else? Would I find? There is also the cable car or the metro cable and the cable car is the only public transport options for residents of uh, this area. So aerial trams or cable cars are common in mountain resorts or ski slopes or even amusement parks. They are rarely used uh, as a public transport except in Central and South America. One of the best examples of cable cars here is in Medellin, Colombia. It is the first cable car system built specifically for moving and operating on fixed schedule. The system was very popular with people in densely populated areas who would uh, wait about like 30 minutes or more for a peak hour trip. Metro Cable helped uh, to connect uh, Barrios in Spain and other Spanish-speaking countries in Colombia. So Barrios is a divided and isolated area. So they had to do this to connect Barrios with uh, the city center. So these neighborhoods were like extremely dangerous because of drug trafficking, but the situation has improved in recent decades. Since the city bus system cannot reach the narrow roads on the valley walls, the cable car is the only public transport option for people in this area. And there is also Oban bus route and Oban is a railway track or it can be called a separated bus line uh, with a length of more than 11 kilometers and three intersections. So how can we best describe the bus system in uh, Adelaide, uh, Australia? So this Oban bus route is not a tram or tram network, but it is also not a dedicated bus. So these vehicles have a separated guide wheel uh, in front of uh, the conventional wheel. When they leave the tracks, uh, these buses can act as normal buses uh, on the standard road. So the urban system has less land encroachment than a dedicated rail uh, network and leaves space for tree planting projects while contributing to other conservation efforts. Furthermore, the system allows buses to use natural gas and biodiesel instead of conventional diesel. Oban also brings many economic benefits, which is like commercial areas and major services such as hospitals have developed at its intersections. There is also the Tierra bus and these buses are mainly used in Canada. So snow buses are passenger cars on ice and snow in areas where there are no paved roads and they are mainly used in Canada as we said and the first long distance snow uh, mobiles were built by Bombardier aircraft manufacturers but the latest version called the Terra bus was produced by a special company called uh, Foremost. So the most widespread of Terra buses is in the Icefield, Colombia area of Alberta and one vehicle has a maximum of 56 seats and the farthest journey is to places like the Athabasca Glacier. The operators uh, keep the tires at low pressure so they can hold the wheels on a slippery surface. However, they often only drive at slow speeds, so they rarely encounter problems on the road. Another place where there is a lot of exotic transport is Asia. For example, one of the typical transport in Thailand is the bamboo boats. Also, you before mentioned, a, I think, a transport similar to bamboo boats. 
are built with very strong bamboo canes that cross river and allow you to enjoy spectacular views. The good thing is that the bamboo doesn't allow water to pass through. In any case, if you get some water, it can always be told as a funny story of the trip. On the other hand, the Philippines, there are the Havad, are motorcycles that can carry up to 10 people. It doesn't seem the safest transport, but the people say that the person who used this uh, motorcycle makes you feel safe, so no problem. And if you travel to Philippines, I recommend you to try the Haval. And finally, Hudaifa, what other exotic transport do you have? Uh, do you want to explain? Okay, I have like here two um, transports that are moved by animals. The first is reindeer sled, and this could be found in Lapland in Finland. So in the northern Lapland region of Finland, there are almost as many reindeers as there are people. And the area is inhabited by the Sami people, and they often use the reindeer to pull sleds along the snow. It's kind of interesting and it kind of looks fun to ride a slide uh, with, you know, like the reindeer or maybe another animal like a dragging it that feels like it gives you like children vibes and i really like it especially from the pictures and there is also like the dog sleds and this could be found in alaska in the usa so near the arctic uh, circle in alaska you will find sleds being pulled by packs of four to six uh, trained dogs probably they are huskies and you can glide uh, across the ice and throw snow via uh, a variety of types of sleds so this mode of transportation is celebrated each year with um, with a 1150 mile race uh, from Anchorage to Nome and it looks fun and I would like also to try this and also the reindeer in Finland this looks uh, really interesting and finally there is the Feluka boats in Egypt and the Felukas are traditional wooden sailing boats used on the Nile and the Red Sea in Egypt there Latin-rigged sails move the boats slowly, giving you lots of time to appreciate the beauty of the Nile uh, at a quieter pace. It is not only a place that attracts tourists, but also the unusual modes of transport uh, found there. So now, Carmen, I think you have something about uh, some laws or traffic laws that are really interesting that you want to talk about. Yes, because uh, the topic of exotic transport is very fun and cool. In the end, when you travel to other cities, you look for everything that made it different, special, and of course, this type of transport makes those places more attractive and exclusive. Although, between one country and another, we not only find different types of transport, we also find differences in the way of driving on in traffic regulation. Well, to begin, as we will know, from most countries, people drive on the right, but in the other countries, they drive on the left, like, for example, in the United Kingdom, Thailand, 
Japan, and some areas of South of America, for example. But speaking of rural rules, I have found some traffic regulations that for me are also very exotic. For example, in Minnesota, I stay in the United States, it is possible to bring gorilla in the car, but they can only sit in the passenger seat. You can't go behind. The gorilla can go behind. The gorilla has to go to the driver's side. On the other hand, in the United Arab Emirates, camels are very important. And if you go in a car and you meet them, you will have to let them pass. Yeah, especially I think that um, camels are really like uh, something that has really deep roots in the Arab Emirates uh, culture because it's like almost Sahara. Mm -hmm. And probably that's why. And I understand this because uh, probably it's like in other countries where like there is deers or uh, buffaloes like in the USA. You just let them pass or to not have problems. Exactly. Especially like a buffalo, like you want to race a buffalo and they will just, you know, like make your uh, car go upside down. <laughs> exactly. What else? Speaking of animal, for example, in Australia, if you are driving on a road and an animal crosses you, you must stop and tear off the car engine because it is forbidden to do anything that disturbs the natural rhythm of the animals. Especially if it's a kangaroo, probably. <laughs> and Hudaifa, do you know that in Germany it is possible to drive without clothes? To drive without clothes? Yes, in Germany. They think that the car is a personal space. So if a person wants to drive... Drive naked? Naked, exactly. It oh is possible. <laughs> but it is necessary to drive with you a suitable choice. I mean, you can go without clothes, but with shows. That's the weirdest thing that I ever heard today. We continue with some other exotic traffic rule. For example, in France, all drivers must have a breathalyzer. If the, if the driver does not carry it, the fine will be 11 euros. Most drivers choose to buy a, a cheap throwaway kit that sells for 3 euros, for example. It's a um, obligation. That's weird because I thought the police is like police in the US where they have like this uh, breathalyzer to just, you know, check if the person is so drunk to drive and people have to have their own breathalyzer. It sounds hygienic, yes, but yeah, that's weird. But you, you think that, for example, when somebody was very drunk for driver, this person remember to use the machine. I think that maybe they don't control yourself. I don't know. Probably it's just that the police don't have uh, breathalyzers and uh, everyone should have their own breathalyzers, as I said, like for hygienity and something. And probably that's all. Like uh, if the police officers suspect that you are drunk, they will ask you to use your breathalyzers to check if you are like uh, very drunk or not. And that's all. That's what I think. We continue because in Moscow, the capital of Russia, it is forbidden to drive a dirty car. The fine for not taking care of the clean of your vehicle amount to 40 euros. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's one way to keep uh, the people's car shiny and stuff and uh, I don't know. Imagine the, uh, the day after raining. Ah, yeah. All of all, everybody in Russia uh, go to for uh, clean their the car. car. But it depends because uh, I don't know how much clean it should be. So probably it's just for people who let their car like rust with uh, dust, like <laughs> two centimeters of dust in the car. Probably that's for those kind of uh, things. Yeah, because it's important, for example, the classes. It's important yeah, yeah, yeah. to have a clean. Yeah, also probably for, uh, for looks. I don't know. Driving a car that is covered with mud <laughs> is not something that <laughs> they would like to see in the streets. Yeah, probably the government thinks the same way. And in Japan, you can be fined with uh, 50 euros if you splash people on, for example, a rainy day. So be careful. Yeah, this is like a very interesting because it's uh, really true. Like uh, some people just, you know, like splash you out with their cars. They just see a, <laughs> a small lake in the road and they just, you know, like and you're passing and they just, you know, like uh, hit it uh, and don't break. And this is like a good uh, law, to be honest. Yes, I understand that when when the car or the buses doesn't slow down. When someone is is on the streets and there is like a lake, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there aren't people, I understand that they, that they go fast. But if there are people, it's a good idea that they uh, go slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, nothing can make people do something rather than law. <laughs> and finally, I want to talk about a rule that exists in Arkansas. There, it is forbidden to blow your horn after. 9 p.m. This should be also applied to Nerechaza and the other Hungarian cities because uh, at 9, I, I think everyone is, uh, I don't know, asleep or something because it's really quiet at night. Sometimes I like it, but, you know, like, uh, probably they should also apply this, like, don't blow uh, your horns, uh, your car horns on after 9 and before 9 a.m. That would be like a very good uh, thing to do because uh, sometimes I just have light sleep and just the engine and the sound of the cars going on the road uh, can wake me up. In fact, here in Hungary, in Irehasa, the traffic light about 11 p.m., I think that's... I think 10 to... Yeah, yeah. 10, they put in yellow. Oh, yeah, 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 but uh, not in the, in the main roads. Just, you know, like in small... Um, roads that are not that busy i think they do this uh, for you know like the cars don't have to wait because there is no one and uh, if someone is crossing they will not wait for the traffic light that's no car is there so it doesn't make sense exactly yeah i agree with you but this is not happening in spain no no no, no? okay i thought uh, that this happens because this is the first time here in uh, in Hungary and in Europe in general, and I never seen this, so... Yeah, for me it was logical, because uh, in my small city there is, like, no traffic light, and there is just uh, pedestrian pathways in the road, so if I see a car coming and I pass, the car just stops, and after I cross it, continues its way, and same for everything, like, uh, I pay attention to the car, So, usually I just don't cross in the road of a speeding car. 
because <laughs> probably that would make them pissed off. So I just wait for that to go and then pass. And if someone is coming slowly, they would just, you know, let me let me cross. And that's all. For me, that's really sufficient. Like, uh, you don't waste time waiting for the red light and passing cars don't waste time. For example, if there is no pedestrians at all to just stop in the red light. But in big cities, you know, because busy roads are busier and stuff, I can understand. But still, some people just cross the red light if, if there is like no car. Well, this was all for today. Thank you, Hudaifa, for doing this program with me. Thank you, Carmen, for bringing this uh, enjoyable topic. We hope that you have enjoyed this program. Remember that you were listening to Mustar FM, 89.6, and see you in another program. Bye. Bye-bye.